And when you feel, what, um, what would you like describe that as? Would it be healthcare worker or like how would how would you? Um, I describe it as healthcare worker. Like if you're looking like a professional term, they call it allied health. So like techs, so like CMAs. Um, oh, rat that's foreign to me. CMAs. So I know what CMB is. <laughs> So CMA, that's what I do. I'm a certified medical assistant. So you have like CMAs, you have CNAs, certified nursing assistants. CNA, that's the top. That's the top one, ain't it? that everybody is. Well, on? you have RNs, which oh, is okay. a registered nurse, and then CNAs. A lot of times, people forget about MAs. A lot of people really don't know what it is. Like how you just said, well, right. what is that? I don't know. But like we are like a forgotten person in the healthcare field but we're very important because we run like doctor's offices we run prompt cares like when you go in there and see those type of people those are like me gotcha gotcha so see i i did it on purpose i want you to just start talking you got comfortable <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and start i never do that but i never go ahead and start it yeah. uh my check my check one master's podcast was main of course cross me i got a special guest miss ayana i'm not gonna say your last name I'm just gonna say ayana okay cool, cool. um we're going to consider you a healthcare worker, but I sure. lie. You just gave us a whole backstory on all of that <laughs> stuff. So shout out to you for that. Um, with this particular episode, uh, before I get into it, I want to say it was your post that, that yeah. made me want to do it anyway. But I always wanted to get into something with healthcare, just talking about what y'all go through in there. Mm-hmm. Um, this past, I'll say maybe 10, 12 days, I work in retail. And um, where I work at, like, uh, almost like you said, like it, it could some, some positions could be forgotten. Yeah, and I think the regular uh, customer service associate or just your, your average, not the top dogs or the managers, yeah. but the the workers. You know what I'm saying? The, the foot workers and uh, things of that nature. Um, I definitely remember them last week because uh, they wasn't there because they was all sick or maybe sick, whatever, just out. Yeah, due to COVID, right? And for past ten days, like, I just been I ain't been stressing, but more so just like tired because I'm doing more stuff mm-hmm. on top of what I'm doing, and then. Uh, it's just like how we going to business, how we going to you know meet, meet these numbers, meet these metrics, because they still want the business to run smoothly, even though it's nothing smooth about it right now. Yep. And then when I saw your post, I was thinking, I started like sitting back, just thinking like, damn, you know what? I'm here complaining, upset, and just you know stressed out, tired. But it's people like you that deal with it on like the front end, like the yep. front line of everything. Like they can't even call me and say I can't come to work until they meet meet until y'all. They come see you know me. what I'm saying? <laughs> until they bother y'all, rather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So um, before we get into all of that, I want to kind of just uh, talk about you and your in, in, in your profession. So about how long you've been doing that? What got you into it? Um, so I have been uh, MA for going on five years. Um, MA, I'm, I'm actually. So, that. yeah, medical assistant. OK, so certified medical assistant. So there's. Um, a couple ways you can become a medical assistant. I mean, obviously you go to school, but you can either get a certificate or you can get a degree. Um, I have an associate's degree in medical assistant. Okay, shout out to you. And thanks. And um, I mean, my ultimate goal is nursing. So when I started out my college career, like everybody else, going to a four-year university, figured out that wasn't for me, but I figured out how I could still get into like the healthcare field right. and doing what I like by taking an alternate route. So I researched, found out about medical assistant, went to school for that, and I've been doing it and loving it ever since. Before I get into more of that, you just spoke on something, and I always try to educate anybody that's watching. For, like, kids in high school that kind of want to be in the medical field, mm-hmm. like, I, and I don't necessarily necessarily want to push or push my away from college or push them to college, right? Right. But I do think it's important that uh, – they they are familiar with them alternate routes. Yes, because college is not particularly college for every is single not person. For everyone, four year college is not for everyone. Right. Um, and if like a child that's watching this, if you feel like you know four year university isn't for you, that's okay. Right. Like right. there are different ways to get to your goal. It may take you a little bit longer, which is okay, but you're still like trying to reach that ultimate goal. Tech school is okay. Getting a certificate is okay. Like anything to better yourself other than a four-year university is okay. So right. don't feel like you have to, you know, stress yourself by going to a four-year um, university to try to meet that goal or to appease to, you know, someone else who's Mainly the peers. Who, yeah, yeah, their peers, their parents yeah. who it's feel like, who feel like, you know, 
oh, you got to go to a four-year school to to be somebody or to right. make it somewhere. And that's that's not true. It, it ain't nothing like your friends. They go, they go enjoy the state. They go enjoy the Southern. And you like, graduating. But you, and you like, oh, I'm going to Augusta Tech. And it's, like, right. it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. Fine. But You're still that, doing something. At that age, it's hard to really. Um, and for me, it was seeing, you know, all my friends go, go off to a four-year college. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm finna go. Like, <laughs> I went to Georgia Southern with everybody else. But I didn't end up graduating from Georgia Southern. I had to take a different route, which is okay. And. And it has gotten me to the position that I'm in now, and I love it. Let me ask you just real quick on that. Like, mm-hmm. would you, at, at 18, when you wasn't senior in school, would you have done it that way if somebody said, well, just go go here, don't go to Georgia Southern? Or did you, like, want to go there, too, because you're friends and, like... Oh, of course. Okay, okay. So it, it was definitely a, a peer pressure type right, thing. Right, right. It was a image type thing. Like, no, I, I don't want to do that. Like, they're going to look at me and say... Ew, she went here like. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't want to go to college, right? And I was really smart. They made me. They kind of made me go, but that's a whole other story. But like when I was, I remember it's my who really, really successful now too. And I shout out to her. But I was at, I went to Checkers one night, and it was like you know summertime. You know how yeah. you finish school, and she's like, "Oh, where are you going to school?" I was like, "I'm going to stay." And she was like, "Oh, it's okay." I was like, "Okay, what the <laughs> like, hell is that?" Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I never forget because that because I'm like, what? Because you didn't go off somewhere. Yeah, I, I want to go there. I, I didn't yeah. want to leave, but it just was like. Oh, it's okay. I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give my damn food. What's wrong with you? But um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so and you went just also for clarification, you did you've got it from Laney. I did high okay. school. Yeah. Okay. And um, everybody know I always joke on Laney and stuff like that. But I do. I, one thing I always say is they do have a strong alumni. So even talking to you right now is really dope because you can still educate somebody that did go Laney or they whether they didn't go Laney or not. But you know, Laney alumni do watch out for Laney alumni, and I think that um you giving this kind of information is is, is amazing too yes, for them. Yes, shout out to class of two thousand twelve. Yeah, you go. That's yeah. what. That's what. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> now, nah, but um, yeah, shout out to Laney. All the schools, honestly, but definitely Laney. I like they alumni are very strong, and they they always reach back and and help others. Um, whether they from Laney or not. Um, so, all right. So what and. So you've been in the field for five years now, right? Yep. So can you kind of, before like pre-COVID, can you kind of describe to me what it was like when you finally got into that field and just okay. doing what you do? So so when I graduated, I was working at Teleperformance. I hated it. Yeah, but I say sorry. To hate <laughs> that, like I hated it. I was trying to put myself through school, finish school. So I was working like late night doing homework during the day, going to school during the day, finally graduated. Um, and like I said, being an MA is kind of forgotten, but we go through the same thing that every other healthcare professional does. We have to go to school. We have to sit for like state board exams. Mm -hmm. We have to pass licenses and things like that. And finally passing all of that, finally, you know, reaching my goal and getting into the field. Like it was the best. Definitely. It was the best. Did you start out like so when you when you fin- you finished you graduated? Did you start out in like the urgent? I'm assuming you work in urgent so, care. So yeah, right okay. now I work in urgent care. When I started out, I started in primary care. Okay. So I was. What's the difference uh, between what's the difference between the two? So primary care, I was a nine to five Monday through Friday. I saw the same patients on a monthly rotation, whether it's three months, six months, to treat their chronic issues. So high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that. I saw those people on a regular basis. So primary, what I would I be doing that is like, that's just my doctor I go to? That's just my doctor that I go to. Like when they ask who's your primary care physician that you see on a, you know, regular basis for maintenance issues. You got the checkups. Yes. That's what I did originally. But prompt care is a like one-off situation. Like, oh, I cut myself. Let me go here instead of going to the emergency room. Or I think I got pink eye. Let me go here and get treated instead of going to the ER. So we treat like little minor things. I mean, big things too. That say, yeah, they, they go for anything, honestly. I, honestly, it goes for anything because people do see us as like a, a baby ER. So like, let me skip the 12-hour wait. Yeah, right, yeah, and let me yeah. go to prompt care <laughs> to try to hurry up and get seen and come back out. Right. And sometimes that's not always what we're there for. But, you know, we try our best to take care of everybody no matter the situation. And I'm sure we'll get into it and in, in more in, in, in like as time comes, we'll be commentating. But I would assume, too, they get more um, you get more upset patients there because they assume it's supposed to be quick and easy. And I'm supposed to go in and out, which I've had very quick and easy urgent care and I've been there for a long time too so yes. but I assume they get more upset like why am I here so long I come with the ER for all of this yes and now you gotta deal with that yes so but but 
So were you working in urgent care like before COVID came through? So I started, I, I left primary care about October of last year. So I kind of went into the urgent care mm, like okay. mid pandemic. Okay. Um, but, but it was, I, it was, it was kind of calm, but it was calm. We, at that's that moment. we all thought yeah. it was going away. Like, okay, we're yes. good now. Yes. Okay. I went into urgent care when the pandemic kind of, you know, started to subside some, we thought we were going to be okay. You know, nothing. Oh, we're over it now. Right. And then it started to spike back up. So I definitely can compare last year and this year and the, like seeing, the symptoms from last year, seeing the symptoms from this year, the number of patients we're seeing, like it's it's kind of repeating. Well, let me ask you um, more so on a prompt care side too. I didn't even uh, think about that. I always thought you just did urgent care, and I should have known because you never really voiced too much opinion about work that yeah. much. You know what I'm saying yeah. until of recent. Um, so it, it makes sense now. But uh, <laughs> with prompt care, right? Uh, were like what, what were y'all um, thoughts on the pandemic? Like, did you have was it still smooth regardless the whole time because of the prompt care? Did you have to alter anything because y'all were just a primary uh, facility or like like how did y'all have to deal with COVID at all? So like when I was in primary care, yeah, primary. Okay, so when I was in primary care, we did have to alter things. Um, we just became more cautious. Patients had to, like, make sure they wore their mask. We had to kind of screen them prior to them coming into the building Mm -hmm. because we tried to keep COVID out as much as possible. Like, as far as, like, prompt care, you're going to get those sick people that come in Mm -hmm. that's infected with COVID, and that's just what it is. But primary care, we try to, like, screen those patients. If we suspect that they may have those symptoms, we kind of like brought them in through the back door type thing. Like, okay. don't come in, don't come in the waiting room with everybody else gotcha. who just come in here to get a blood pressure meds refill. Like, gotcha. you got to come through the back. And that makes sense because even in, in most, um, uh, my, my take my kids, you got a, and it's like we take them primary doctor, yeah. but you got a side that's. Well healthy side and then the sick, and the side, sick right. side, yes. Okay, so that, that, that I was asking for that reason. Like, did y'all ever have to like take temperatures? Kind of when we started opening things up, most people, most facilities were like, all right, we take a temperature. If you're over this, you can't come in type so thing. So at one point when when COVID was like beginning at primary care, my whole job was to sit at the front door, take people's temperature, and like Okay, you good? Oh no, you gotta, you gotta wait. <laughs> so, actually, like, like what? And I, I hate using this word. I feel like it's so corporate. But what's that verbiage like when you have to tell? When you have a to person, tell them, so it's like, kind of hey, like you, you can't know, come in through the side. We we sitting here, and you know, you come up, and okay, let me, you know, check your temperature. Have you, you know, been in contact with anyone with COVID in the last fourteen days? Have you traveled outside the United States in the last fourteen days? Um, no. Okay. You're fine. Yes. Okay. Well stand right here. Let me, you know, check with your physician to see, you know, what options we have for you. And then I'll come back to you to let you know what we can do for you. Right. Um, most of the time, or we would just, you know, take down your phone number, just have a seat in the car. We'll call you, um, with some updated (laughs) information. It's not funny, but like, it's kind of like get out. Got you. And it's one of the things <laughs> where, like, boy, boy didn't pay to be honest, right? It's like yeah. I should just say no. And, and even I, I now, like even now, like that's the biggest thing: honesty in healthcare. Like, please be honest, y'all. It's a it's a <laughs> meme floating around right now. I don't know if you've seen. Not a meme. I say I, that's just a picture floating around. I don't know an airport or uh, airplane or what, but it's a it's a it's a woman clearly on her phone texting somebody saying like, "Shh, we have yeah. COVID," right? And I'm like, "Whoa, why is this?" We see it all day. I think it's on Twitter. That's what it was on yeah, Twitter. But we, we see it all day. That's wild. Um, but yeah, honesty is definitely... It's always it's always been important in health, but it's more so now because you can affect so, so now, much other people. Yes, because you're putting more people at risk when you're dishonest. And I, I'm not understanding why people feel like their COVID status has to be a secret. True. You know, it, it's not like any other part of your, you know, health your medical record right. but your covid status you should be honest whether you know you've come in contact with someone or if you know you have or could potentially have covid like tell people yeah be honest about it because you're you're endangering other people i see it where people are either not being honest um about it and endangering people 
yeah. then they're also not being honest about it and they're just sitting back just collecting this bread or whatever if it, you know so I, I always i see dishonesty on both sides mm-hmm. it's very rare somebody just being truly honest like i was in contact with such and such you know this right. will happen or whatever um and like i said this is it's always a, in a rough time because um you 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 don't know what's like i can't i don't want to question somebody about it you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's it I, I got some time last week from my saying i'm like yo you wasn't even around this person. Like, why are you asking about this person for? But at the same time, I want to let that person know, like, yeah, they, you know, but I have violations. I can't, I can't, certain, I can't say certain you things. You can't say certain things. But I was yeah. they go on social media and say, oh my God, I got COVID. And we all work together. Like, yeah, they're going to know you got it. Right. And they ask me, I'm like, I don't know, ask the person, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so is it, was it any, um, is it any, uh, at least for y'all, like, is it any, I guess, Stipulation with what you can share as far as that kind of information, or is that like top secret? Like between is coworkers? Yeah. Oh no, we we're very open about okay. it. Like if we don't feel good, we'll look at it. Like, girl, you better swab yourself. Like, <laughs> check in at the front desk, and we'll we'll you know triage you, get you tested, right. just like everybody else, because we're around it all day. So we know what the symptoms are. We know you know how you're feeling and and things like that we can pick up on it so they coming in dragging sniffling and we you know kind of side eyeing you like right. okay girl you okay like we need to <laughs> you check can't you can't cough in. no more now so yeah no you can't cough Coughing no more is, you cough when we was younger and, and like i know you probably had, everybody had a situation i'm pretty sure i don't know how women are with it but like you're younger you're in high school whatever and you're trying to hold your cough because you don't want to be caught <laughs> just because you, you got the cold yeah it's like 30 times worse now yeah like you can't even cough yeah, you at cough, all cough sneeze and it's kind of like oh, oh you know, like what's going right? on right exactly for real. like <laughs> you need to go to the doctor you can't cough at all now no. so it's worse now no i never i never thought it'd get worse than that that particular situation that, <laughs> yeah but it's worse no. now coughing sneezing clearing your throat it's kind of like you okay don't even don't yeah, do that it's like whoa there's a lot of saliva going through your nose bro what's, what's going on <laughs> you sniffling you all right yeah you can't do none of that no more so all right um i guess i'm gonna ask you this before we get into the actual urgent care side of things too like mm-hmm. um i guess what decision went into you going from one to the other like because i don't know like it sounded like the other one was a little better even though you <laughs> even though you haven't spoke on the urgent care side of things yet yeah. i would just assume it to me i'm looking at like somebody picking to go to i'm gonna just say josie laney area versus you going to evans or greenbrier like yes. why would you leave so yeah it kind of feels like leaving from columbia county going to richmond right, county right but that's something I always wanted to do only because my ultimate goal was to be a ER nurse. So a step down from that in my field would be like being an MA mm-hmm. in a prompt care because it's, you never know what's going to come in. Like it's spontaneous all right. day, every day. You never know what you're going to get. So going from, you know, nine to five Monday through Friday, off on weekends, off on holidays to, working 12 hours every day. I mean, it's just something I always wanted to do. So it, it's 12 not, hours? Yeah, I work. Well, I work 11 hours, 12 yeah, me hours too, sometimes. But not, yeah. but, they say 11, but it's always 12. But yeah, they say 11. It's, it's always, always 12. 12. And lately during the pandemic, it's been 13, 14, 15 hours. You know, we're getting there at 8 o'clock. We're not leaving till 9, 10 o'clock at night, seeing mm. 130 patients a day. And people ain't like, y'all not understanding how many people we're running into and coming in contact with daily 130 you know people each day that we work that's right that's a lot of people so um and before i get into that too you also you have a child so yep. um what's that like like what's the the scary because i got two daughters and they mom always been the type she's the type of person like she's like overly yeah like protective on that side like she want to go to the er for anything i'm I'm not i just i just can't do it i have to literally see you about the all right we'll go so even now like me working work where i work and her working where she work because we both come into contact with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. um she always was like overly and i i respect that because i'm not a type person yeah how how do you deal with that it's easier when you're when you have that medical mind so it's like i can assess when you know she just needs some over-the-counter cough and cold medicine or when I need to get her to 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 her doctor. Gotcha. So it's a little bit easier when you have that mindset versus being that parent that, you know, panics at every moment 
when, you know, your child coughs, sneeze, and you like, oh, take them to the doctor. Like, no, just. Well, the good thing is, I guess, too, you work in urgent care. She could kind of skip the line, I guess. She could just come back there, right? <laughs> she could just she could just come to work with you and get a test. No comment. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I, I got you. I got you. You're right. I, I mean, personally, I, I was like, hey, you know, just she's so what you So what you would do is. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. I would definitely do that. Like, why not? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what? Just come to work in the morning. You'll be all right. But um, <laughs> not, and I asked that because, like, but also on on the other side of it, I guess too, people like the norm, like regular people like like me or who work in my my field, um, we don't have that same kind of structure y'all have as far as like as always being safe mm-hmm. health um health related. Like, yeah, I come in contact with a lot of cash. I was just telling, telling people I worked with last week, like, yo. We go in the cash room. We need to start having gloves on because mm-hmm. we touching this money and we don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's but coming from. But I might from. count the money. I might scratch my. I've been trying to face ten thousand. I've been here. It don't itch. I'm just. It's just something you do, right? Yeah. But that's how you can end up sniffling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But y'all, how y'all said it before COVID, y'all always been washing your hands thirty thousand times. Yes. Gloves. So it's definitely it's definitely different for y'all, I guess yeah. too. So I get even y'all still come in contact with it. Y'all, y'all, um, y'all hold y'all take y'all take care of yourself a little better than most. Yeah. But I mean, like you say, we're always practicing like Rise, yeah. safe health care. So hand washing, mask, um, depending on the patient, uh, full PPE. So gown, mask, face cover. I know when COVID first started and we didn't know like what it really was, like how it was contracted, mm-hmm. how it was spread it, like, oh, you can you can just wear a mask and be, you know, six feet away. You you'll be safe. Before we didn't know that, so right. you know we we're donning in full PPE, gown, mask. I seen a picture on whole um, thing on other man Facebook. I don't know, it might have been Carrie that shared that she was like, I knew something was wrong when um they told you I was airborne, y'all bought all the tissue. Yes, that was funny because <laughs> like, it really didn't make no sense. Yes. Now I think about it, but like what, like, what the tissue that? the tissue ain't gonna save y'all. Like <laughs> yeah, they should have bought masks. That that been smart uh, thing. A do. mask, yes. Which is funny. My dad actually came down, uh, lived down here with me for like a year, right? And like. COVID might have came out like in March. It came out before the album, but we knew about it in March, something mm-hmm. like that. In January, December, he he was wearing masks. I kept bringing him. He, he just always wore masks because he don't want to smell smoke. He don't mm-hmm. want to, you know. And I was like, damn, we should have put both some stock in masks. Masks have been a thing to buy stock yes. or make your own brand of masks. Yes. That would have been the best thing I to mean, do. I mean, and you you know, people were like hoarding them, like buying them up and putting, or buying yep. them off from Amazon yep. and then trying to sell them it's for, America. Yeah. you know, like marking them up. Yeah, I mean, that, people was making money back nah, then, being smart, but you know, it's I just kinda sad. I just kept taking them from my job and I just put them in my yeah. car. I, I mean, take a box we, at a time. I mean, at some point, we even like it became difficult for us to, to get, get medical yep. equipment. Like yep. it was difficult for us to get masks in. It was difficult for us to get gloves in. Like we had the all right, one glove. Like you only <laughs> use one hand. Like use one glove. So. Yeah, you gotta stop. Put inventory on that thing. Yes. Man. So, um, with the with the urgent care, right? So you came around. You say you started working in urgent care around the time where it was kind of mild, Dying down. right? Mm-hmm. So what, around what, what time was that? Like November, last November. So you said? this was yes. I started in October of okay. last year. But y'all was giving out around like y'all still was giving out free vaccination. Y'all was giving out so we, not everybody, but I know yeah, some yeah, urgent care. Um, they had like little sites set up for that. We particularly didn't. The only thing that we gave out were flu vaccines. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we do every year. We do offer flu vaccines. But as far as COVID vaccinations or anything like that, we we have never been able to to like offer them to the public. But when you first got there, like, um, how was it in that field, like working urgent care? Not, not like take COVID out of it because I want to get that whole conversation okay. separately but like so I mean just jumping just the in stuff, the, the, it, the was, seeing. it was everything I thought it would be you know seeing different stuff every day I mean you have people coming in having chest pains you gotta try to hurry up get EMS there because they having a heart attack like mm. passing out coming in with lacerations it was everything I thought it would be, like baby ER. Seriously. So sometimes you have people come in chest pain, and y'all gotta call the ambulance. Yeah, we have to like make sure down down us until the EMS get there. Sometimes, I mean, working in urgent care, we've had people die on us in the office. Oh like, damn! Did not know that. I did not yeah. think somebody would go there that's, that's about to yes. die. I yes. would think that that'd be the time to go to ER. And and that's we also try to teach that as well like trying to get people to understand the difference from coming to a prompt care and going to an ER like sometimes that difference can can save your life 
as far as time wise. Right. But when you come in, if you're in like any type of distress, of course we do everything we can. We we're trained to use AEDs to do chest compressions to, you know, administer epi and things like that if needed. But ultimately you need to be at an ER and I know where we're located there isn't an ER near us so mm. it'll take a minute to right. you know get to downtown but that's that's something I really want people to learn is to learn the difference between when to go to a prompt care and when to go to an ER so um, yeah let's do that I mean I don't know if you could think on a fly but like what's some what's some reason you would think well give me some situation where you should choose the ER over urgent care chest pain so chest pain, so definitely. severe chest pain, if you have a cardiac, a severe cardiac history, you've had open heart surgery, you have calves, um, you've had stents put in, things like that, like, go ahead, go ahead and go to the ER. Um, head injuries, that is our, like, number one thing. So we do offer x-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have an x-ray tech, and they are capable of, like, putting you in splints or putting you in a boot or something like that until we can get you to an orthopedic physician. But head injuries, let's say, you know, grandma came in, she fell and hit her head in the bathroom. We can't do nothing for grandma with a head injury. Like, she needs to go to the ER because she's going to need a CT. We can't rule out any head injuries. We can't rule out any brain bleeds. We can't do that there. And come in there and she has a brain bleed. Like you're delaying the time right. in her care where she needs to be at the ER getting that that CT done and you bring her to a prompt care. Like so heart, head, um those are about the the top two. Well, give me a reasons that you should. So when should you when should you want to pick urgent care over ER? I think I have COVID. Okay. I think I have the flu, um, strep throat. Oh, I failed. Toothache. Yeah, tooth. Uh, I mean, yes, but I mean, there isn't really much we and can that do. Dentist, really. Yeah, so like we can you know maybe start you on antibiotics or something like that until you can get to the dentist, but there still isn't much we can do for right. that there. Um, you know, I'm, I, I think I have bronchitis. Can I get a chest X-ray? Yes, we can do that there. Okay. Um, so, so things like that, that would, that makes sense. And I, I, I've been to urgent care. I actually went for a toothache before and you kind of can tell a difference between urgent care treating you and then like a dentist. Mm-hmm. They did, they did, they did a good job, but I was like, they're not dentists. They can't yeah, we can, tell you everything about like, your mouth. Okay. You know? We can give you an antibiotic so you don't get an infection, right? but you need to go see your dentist. Right. He, he numbed me up with something. I'm not going to lie. That really, it hurt it at the time, Yeah, but it felt good later on. And like I said, but like, it's, it's like a, um, it's like putting a bandaid over something. It's not really curing. It just kind of holding you up right. for the moment. It's kind of holding you, you over right. until you can get to where you need to go. Yeah. Right. So okay, so that, that's that's a good that's a, that's a good um that was a good segment right there. Cause I didn't know that certain thing you shouldn't go for. I actually had a friend of mine um, who recently passed away this year, and I think he went to urgent care a few times first for something with his with his head. He said he having these weird bad headaches, bad headaches, bad headaches. And I think he finally the cat and they, they kept telling him like, yo, you need to go get this. You need this. to go to the ER, get but, a you know, CT, you MRI. You get this prescription. You think you're gonna, you know how you think you're think gonna be you're all gonna right. Be okay. And he had meningitis. Yeah. So he ended up when he did go to the ER, he didn't come home for like three months. He, mm-hmm. he went back and then, like I said, he never yeah, so made he it back home. He needed that lab work yeah. and needed to be started on antibiotics and right. things like that. And that's something that we, you know, like we can only help you to a certain extent, and yeah. we can give you the steps that you need to take to get the help that you need. But ultimately, it's up to you to. Like, you have to pay attention. You got to listen to what we're telling you because I promise you, we, we're we not going to tell you anything wrong. That's the thing. I think that's one of the things that people don't like. Like, I, I remember him telling me, I think he didn't like, he was like, well, they can't really tell me nothing. It's like, they're not the ER. They're not. Yeah. The, they're, that's not what they specialize in. They specialize yes. in helping somebody for that for the time being. It's not yes. like you going to go to the broken leg. You're going to leave out with your leg not broke no more. It's, right. not, it's not that kind of thing, you know? So I think that's the main thing. They... Really, really understanding what each facility does. Yes. So, all right. So, um, I want to get into um some of the COVID now. Like, mm-hmm. so, what, if any, did they ever give you any kind of um training on how to deal with patients with COVID? Like, is that I'm pretty sure that's like a main focus for most, I guess, for right now. So, is there any like 
penetration as far as like when you when you're dealing with COVID patients, this is how you deal with them. Besides um, donning and PPE, no. And what about the test? Like, cause I, did did y'all did y'all do rapid tests too? We do. We I do accurate rapid. at all though. Like, so rapid testing honestly depends on the viral load. So yeah. if let's say you know you you were exposed to someone yesterday. Um, two days later, you start having symptoms and you come in that same day and say, well, my symptoms just started today and I want to be tested. I'm, I'm about 90% sure it's going to come up negative, but you may actually be positive. But the viral load for a rapid test is just mm. the sensitivity for it is so high that you have to have so much in your body before it'll turn positive. That's why a lot of people are like going out trying to get PCR testing, which can detect any amount of viral load in your body versus a rapid test, which is kind of a. Uh, you have to really be sick at the right. moment for it to turn up positive. I went to, I don't know where urgent care was, but it's pretty much like urgent care. They all kind of say urgent care, but yeah. you know, different facilities, whatever. And I went to one and I went like on a Friday and I went and it said I didn't have it. And I was like, all right, cool. But honestly, I didn't want to have it. Like, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to work. I was like, oh, I don't got to work, man. I got to get the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I just, you I don't know. started feeling worse. I was tired, but I was, and I, anybody know me, I'm always laughing, joking. I was just snapping. I snapped one day just. And just snapped on everybody. I was like, let me go get another test because I'm ain't right. And sure enough, on Monday, the next day. And, and it but was I, positive. I, see, I don't know if you're saying low too. Not, I'm not a doctor. Now, I don't know none of that stuff. But only thing I can say that I did differently was when I went Friday, right? I had, um, I kept like, I was sneezing, but like, I was, um, when I went back, I dried my whole note. I dried it out. I just mm-hmm. dried. So when they, like, it was nothing there. This time, I said, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't blowing my nose. That. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And sure enough, I went. I had it, and I don't yeah. know if that played a factor in it, but I was like, okay, maybe they needed more or whatever to yeah. see. I had it not. It just it needed more time to to build in your body, to build in your your system, so that way it can. The the testing part, like, mm-hmm. do you have a problem with that? And I only asked that because I feel like I got two different tests from two different people. They got they got the same test, but they did it way. But they did it differently. differently. One was more aggressive than the other one. Is so it's supposed to be a nasopharyngeal test. So that swab is supposed to go all the way back. So if if anybody ever went to like one of those testing sites, like when they first started, when they first started and they would push push it all (laughs) the way to the back of your nose, like that, that was that PCR test. And that's how a lot of people remember it. Now the rapid testing, you go up there, but you don't have to go as far up. Yeah. And some people like that and some people don't. Some people feel like you still supposed to like that's what I say. Don't tickle my brain. Like don't yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> don't pick any brain matter. Oh my God. Like When I was in urgent care, the first girl that did it, um I don't get uh, I, I I say it because it's entertaining it's podcasting, right? <laughs> I did feel like she had some other motive because she was talking a little bit too much. She just kept asking me stuff about my kids and I don't I don't know. Why you ask me these questions, whatever. And I kind of jumped back a little bit when the first time she did it. So she just kind of like, she never went up again. She just she went, never went yeah, up she again. Just, yeah, no. But the second one, I'm like, I'm going to put my chin up real quick. Yeah. Let her do her thing. But uh, yeah, so it was just two different tests, you know. I yeah, like they were uh, and a lot of people do that. And the easiest way to make sure that they, especially in our office, that they can't like do that jerk back, we tell them to put your head all the way back to the wall. So, I mean, once we start swabbing, you can't go nowhere. Your yeah. head against the wall. So It hurt just thinking about it. Ugh. Like, yeah, but if you want us to do it, we got to You got to do it the right way. And some people are just like, well, can you swab right there? Like, no. <laughs> you, if you want us to do it, let us do it the right way. And the right way is for it to be uncomfortable. It's not pain. It doesn't hurt. It's just uncomfortable because, you know, something going up your right. nose. Who wants that? Nobody. But that's the way they choose to do it. So, um, so I'm gonna just talk about the last couple months before this resurgence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how has urgent care been like? And I know, I know, any typical day got its busy days, it got its unbusy days, but mm-hmm. like, what, like, what's the like? I guess for you, pros and cons, just working there. And I'm asking, cause we gonna get to the COVID part and how people should deal with you then. But like, I'm asking for like, do y'all? I guess let me try, would y'all call y'all people patients or customers? We call them patients. Okay. I don't ask because they pay. We, we got to pay every time before we get back there. So. Yeah. All right. So you got the, um, page, I about to say customers. You got the patients. Like, how, how do y'all, what, like, what, 
what do y'all want patients to understand about y- y'all's job? Because I'm pretty sure y'all get a lot of like uh, upset cu- um, customers. Jesus Christ. Upset patients, you know? So like, what do y'all want them to understand Attitude. about your day? Like walk me through your day, I guess. Like walk me through your, a, bit, a real busy day. Walk me through okay. a busy day. So I'll, I'll walk you through one of my recent days. So getting to work at 8 o'clock and... Before, well, well, getting to work at 7.45 because we open at 8. So getting there, you know, about 15 minutes early so you can get stuff set up. There's already 25, 30 people lined up outside mm. wait, waiting to get in. So this is at, this is before <laughs> we even open. You get the car pissed off ready, but go like, ahead. <laughs> right. You, get, you pull up and you just like, shit. <laughs> so you already know what day, what, what type of day it's going to be. So, you know, open the doors, our registration people get them checked in, and we get, we only have seven rooms. So, mm. we seeing, we, we're, we're filling up seven rooms with a patient. Basically, each patient wants a test. Each test takes 15 minutes to run. So, we're getting them in, testing them, Jesus. putting them in the room, but you have to wait 15 minutes. And... Once we get those seven rooms filled up, that's when the registration people will start telling them, like, all right, we had an hour wait. All right, we had a two-hour wait. We had a three-hour wait. But people are still coming, still coming, which is fine because we're going to get everybody seen. Everybody who walks through that door, no matter what time we close, if you are checked in and on that schedule, we're going to get you seen no matter how long we have mm. to stay there. So if we close Y'all salary? No, we hourly. So we... We close at seven and if it's still 20 people out there, they got to be seen and it takes us to nine, 10 o'clock to do it. That's just and what it is. And still expected to come back tomorrow at 745 a.m. And we still expected to show up the next day and do it all over again. And that was, and that's mild, but I, I mean, not mild, mild, like far as you explain, I'm pretty sure there's more to go into that because you still got, you don't talk about COVID. You still got people that's mm-hmm. coming for We still got people that come for elbow other hurt, things, right. Infection. So, you know, we have people who's sitting out there waiting four hours who, you know, got a, or fell, or got hip pain or something like that, but they got to wait four hours behind people who just want a COVID test. So I want to, because you just said, you just said a lot, and I, I put my phone out, so you said it takes 15 minutes for a test, right? 15 minutes Let's say per fi- test. So 15 per test, and you said sometimes you come out, there's 30 people lined up out there, all right? right? Mm-hmm. So you got 30 times 15, I'm pretty sure all the people got COVID, we're just going to say that. Mm-hmm. That's 450 minutes, all right? Uh, so you divide, let me see, so divide it by 60. That's already 7.5 hours just from the, it's not even 8 o'clock yet. So already you know you got 7.5 hours of just COVID alone. That, I'm not, that's not even thinking about the person that got into a car accident just coming to urgent care, that got a headache coming to urgent care, even though they shouldn't, you said, go to ER. But um, that just was coming to urgent care because they got a job they got to do, so they, they want to get a physical. There's a lot of stuff you go to urgent care for because you don't have insurance, so it's easier to. Yep. That's a lot. That's and a lot. And that's, a, that's a lot of backup. 7.5 yes. hours just in the first 15 minutes already? Yes. Yes. So we have we have multiple machines and we can, you know, run them concurrently or we can do a read now after it sat there for 15 minutes or whatever and then we can get the results. But, you know, we're we're running three and four hours behind schedule and we only right. been at work for two hours. Right. And we're seeing 130 people a day. And we have to triage each patient. So we have to literally, like, we have to physically talk to each patient that walks in that building. So we're sitting them down. We're getting their vitals. We're getting their medical history, the medications that they're on. We're, you know, going over their past medical history, understanding why they're there today. Yeah. And that's another thing. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> like, even, because like, you, you still have to give them, quote, unquote, attention. That's yep. the thing. Like, not just... Say, okay, who getting tested? Let's come test. No, nope. you got to do all we the proper steps. So that even that 15 minutes, probably longer than that when you think about mm-hmm. it because you got to do, you got to treat every customer, every customer, damn, treat every patient the same. Yep. And that's wild now I think about it because yep. I'll definitely, I'll be running, I'll be running, I'll be running game. I'll be like, look, y'all take the COVID side. I'm gonna take, you can't do that because it's but medical. You, 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 you got to yep. go It's first come, book. first serve. Whoever shows up first and whoever signed in first, that's who, that's who we get. I mean, we prioritize 
um, different things over, you know, people who are just there for basically COVID symptoms. So, you know, somebody who coming in that say they're, they're having shortness of breath or chest pain. Like, yeah, we're going to give them that, that attention as soon as they walk in to make sure we're not going to make them sit there for four hours. Right. And it's, and they saying they have chest pain. But see that, and that to me, that will go back and I, you a whole body going to do this, but all that kind of ties back into what you're saying with the honesty part because mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to ask somebody who probably going to see this right now and be like, okay, but I don't do next time. I'm gonna say I got chest pain. Right, I'm gonna say I got chest pain so I can hurry up and get back there. But, but meanwhile, then somebody I, who don't have chest pain not saying it, mm-hmm. and they could be having chest pain, but they just like I'm gonna just follow lines. Yep. That's kind of wild. Yep. Dang, that's crazy. Now I think about it. <laughs> Good idea. I ain't gonna use it though, but that's that, that's crazy though. Um, damn. All right, so. When so I right, y- y'all, you come in, you got all these patients, whatever, and because maybe so like what's the like, how y'all make the game plan when y'all first walk in there? I mean, I'm pretty sure now it's the same every day, but like when it when the resurgence happened, like how did it hit y'all? Like when did you feel like oh it's getting crazy? Like it's too many now. So where my location is, we we didn't see a lot of people on the daily. So sometimes we'll sit there, we might see twelve patients in twelve hours. We might see nine patients in 12 hours but when we got to the point where we were seeing 30 patients a day 40 patients a day we was like okay something going on 50 60 80 and then it was like okay something's going on and then with the news oh COVID's new strain is out yeah now we now we got (laughs) the you know what what is it we we had they had delta they had this they had that like and it's like Oh my goodness, it's getting real again. And ever since then, it's been nonstop. It's just been nonstop. So, for, and I, I know we kind of skipped over because you gave me your day. So, but you were giving me your day, right? With the kind of um, patients you, um, you, you, you see on a daily basis, like what's some things, I guess, from y'all side that kind of like you feel like patients or just general people should be more um, sensitive about? And I say that I'm saying that to say better words, like how you think they should treat y'all versus mm-hmm. you know because y'all, y'all gonna treat them the same. Yeah, y'all, y'all not just throwing something at them. Y'all don't y'all don't want them to wait. If y'all get right. them in and out, y'all we, get them in and out. I mean, we we do the best we can. We move as fast as we can. The providers move as fast as they can. Patience is the number one thing right now because just like you know, you don't feel good. It's a hundred other people in here who don't feel well either. I mean, we are trying to do our best to get everybody seen in a timely manner. And we're here to help you. We're not here to hurt you. But, you know, when you complaining, having a bad attitude, being, you know, rude to us, and we're the ones that's here day in and day out, sun up to sundown. I I leave my house, it's dark in the morning. When I get home, it's dark. Right, right. I'm I'm in that building all day doing my best to try to help everybody. And I mean, the biggest thing is just patience, like patience and being kind, like that can, it can go a long way. Just saying, thank you. Mm. Like just saying, you know, a patient today, I I had someone, it wasn't even a patient. It was the person that was with her just being rude, being nasty for no reason. But the next patient came in and she was just so appreciative. She was everything we did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for your service. Thank you for everything y'all do. Like, thank y'all for seeing me, for take care and take care of me. Like that, like that made it all worth it at that moment. Like anything else bad that happened earlier that day, it ain't even matter no more because you had that one patient that was just like, thank you. Yeah. I definitely um, can agree on that t- on that tip. In time, you be over. You have to when you at when you like you 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 contemplate work more when you at work. Like, is it really? Don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. What can yes. I look for? But in time, you get that one person. It could be both ways. You get that one person. You get them couple people that like give you their ass to kiss, and you like, mm-hmm. this is why I don't want to do this. But then you get that one person that, that, that one person that's appreciative. Or we you get like, that Damn. child that come in that yep. want to laugh and play, yep. and you know they don't feel well. Yep. But just they seeing do it, them happy, right. yeah, like just seeing them happy and all of that, like it just it, it makes it so much more worth it. I, I definitely um, I agree with that because you had you had something on Facebook you like prompt care etiquette you know what I'm saying yeah. and I think that that's another thing when you think about and it's not to be rude when you think about all the um, patients y'all are seeing 
how, how like that and we said 15 minutes but really really had to time it the average time per patient may be more than that 15 is oh, just a good thing 15, to calculate yeah 15 is just for the test that's the average real time, quick yeah the average time per patient if you get there early mm-hmm. you may get in 45 minutes but if you come with all the stragglers like you're gonna be there for hours and you think about it, it's like okay well we're not like you said in your post, I ain't gonna read everything, but you pretty much like you know some things we don't have time for. I don't be that and it's irrelevant and to what's going yes, on. Yes, and it's not to be rude, but it's a up. it's a time thing. Right. So like when I bring you in and I'm asking you like, what symptoms are you having today? And you already start out well. Two weeks ago, no, like. What made you wake <laughs> up and come in here today? Like, yeah. what made you say, you know what? I think I need to get up and go to prompt care. Why? Why did you say that? Oh, because your your throat started hurting a little bit more than, right, than right. it was. Or you start coughing a little bit more. Like, that's what we want to hear. We don't want to hear, you know, I was around my sister, auntie, three weeks mm-hmm. ago. Ma'am, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to hear that. And like I say, it's not to be rude. It's it's time. It's a time thing. The quicker we can get you in here and get your test going or whatever it is that we need to do for you, the quicker we can get you out of here. Because I'm sure you don't want to spend your whole day in here. We don't want you to spend your whole day in here. So help us by making sure you have all your stuff in order when you come in. I definitely, I can definitely uh, say that one thing I can agree with, and I can't compare medical to like retail too much, mm-hmm. but I get that same vibe when I'm talking to a customer or whatever, and I'm asking them what's the issue. I got to go up there, every issue. What's the issue? And it's, a, it's a bunch of issues, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they say, well, let me tell you. Four weeks ago, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. What do you want? You want money like, back? Because right. I can do that right now. I don't need to know the whole story. I mean, it's cool to know. Don't get me wrong. But you see, it's five people behind you. This lady, right. me, this lady, and you me. You want to start with four weeks ago? For no. Real. Why are you standing in front of me today? All that for ten percent off, like man. Uh, all of that. For- just tell me what you need, so I can get the next person. Yes. Or I can do what I gotta do, cause like you just like y'all, y'all deal with these patients, and 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 that's in front of y'all. But I'm pretty sure, even when y'all have twelve patients a day, it's still stuff you gotta do in database. You gotta oh, check yeah. this. this inventory. You gotta check. You gotta make sure this is right. Well, it, and it's not only that. It's Yes, we're, we're pulling the patient back. We're triaging them, getting their medical history, putting them in the room. But we're doing that for seven patients. I'm going to just use seven rooms. So we're doing that for seven patients. But we also have to do other stuff on the back end, too. So, yeah, yeah, we got you in the room. But the patient who was here at 8 o'clock, they need to be checked out. They need a shot. Mm-hmm. And we got to document that shot. We got to, you know, we got to draw it up. We got to put this in, put that in, print out their paperwork, give them their paperwork. Oh, they leave, they come back. Oh, they need a work note. So we're literally like bouncing off the wall all day long. It's So it's not just one thing. We And it's not just we deal with you that one time and put you in a room. We're we dealing with you from the time you walk in that door to the time you walk out. We're giving right. you everything you need. I do have a good question that I think about it too. Like, and you tell me like, Cause I can I can only speak from the patient side of things, right? Mm-hmm. For urgent care. So like, what's the process like when we we come in there? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 only talking for when it's not thirty people outside. You okay. know what I'm saying? You come in there, okay? You go you walk to the, the to the, the the window, I guess, or whatever, and you tell them. Well, I don't know. I don't they, I don't know what they ask me, but let's say they ask me whatever. They give me something to fill out. Mm-hmm. I go sit down. I fill it out. I get back to them. I got the only thing I did I never liked about urgent care is that time from when I give you that form to when you call me. And I never I never like got I don't get nasty to anybody when I'm out, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what your job entails, mm-hmm. what you gotta do. But I definitely be on my phone complaining to my I'm like, damn, I've been here for a long time. Like, yo, they, ain't call, they keep looking at me, they ain't calling me back yet, da da da. Or somebody might come before you and you're not you're not knowing the process of right. like, um, well, I should be second because I came in here after this lady, but two people that went before me. Right. Like what's the Okay, so most of the time when that happens, all our rooms are full. Mm -hmm. So all of our rooms are full. We can't, we have nowhere to put you. So you have to wait until somebody is let go or checked out. But let's say we're working with a provider who's not the fastest. Got you. You got to wait. And we, I mean, we deal with that too. Like working with a provider that's not the fastest, we gotta wait. We have to wait on them to do what we do. So we can't do what we do until they do what they do. 
When you say provider, you mean like the insurance company? The or? doctor. Oh, okay. So okay. the doctor, the nurse practitioner, the physician gotcha. assistant, whoever comes in, um, treats you, like we have to wait on them to take care of that person so that way we can do what we need to do to get them out of here to get the next person back. Got you. So, all right, let's, let's talk like staffing type mm-hmm. thing too. I think that's that's very important when you think about time and what can, what can and can't be done. How, how y'all, and I'm, maybe just you, maybe any other kid you know about, like what's the staffing like? Kind of retail is horrible, but for like y'all, like what's the staffing like? Is Short. Anybody want to come to work? Short. Or? What? People are getting sick because of what we do. So more time out. I mean, they have to take time off to get better too. Mm-hmm. Um, so because so many people are getting sick, like we've had to consolidate all of our staff. I they've seen closed that. some and see, like, y'all, see y'all to one. Yeah. Gotcha. So they've closed like several of our locations because there was only one MA at each one. So why have all three of these buildings open, stressing out one MA at each when we can close these two and send all three to one? And everybody, like patients, just have to come to this one if they want to be seen. And technically speaking, it's probably the best because if you stress that one MA out, then then you got to close that one down anyway because they ain't there. They, you can't right. Do then when then when they slide that two weeks to you, then right, then right. what you gonna do? So yeah, very short, very short for sickness reasons and for staffing reasons. It's just not enough of us. So give me the higher. Like is it so the people at the desk they got because everybody got scrubs on so I don't know who's who. All right, <laughs> people at the desk. What do they they just admin? They just doing registrating me or uh, whatever. They, they put in, they're running your insurance. Call my insurance company. Make sure I got co-pays, it. Um, me putting up. your information in, like okay. making sure everything's up to date. Like that's that's what they do at the front. Um, and then you have the MAs at the back. How many, is, how many of y'all would be in one? So on a on a regular day, it's only two of us working on a regular day. Right now, because of the surge in cases, it's four of us working. But it's at one facility? At one facility. So it really don't matter, technically speaking. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, so it, it's not less work. It's just somewhat of a less headache. But yes. y'all all just run around all we day. We all just run around, gotcha. though. Like, we're all just running. But instead running. of being stressed out on just one, y'all all kind of could put, put their heads together. Yep. But it's still stressful. Got you. So it'd be four MAs. Yep, four okay. MAs. And what do, what do y'all what y'all do? So we're the ones that when we pop out that door and call your name, okay, we bring you back, we triage you. Um, so getting all your history and stuff like My that, weight, all that your stuff. weight, height, putting all that stuff in. Why why are you here? Getting all that information. Then we sit you in a room until the physician comes to see you. So whether it's the MD, the MP, the PA. Um, whoever the provider is that day, they're going to come in, they're going to see you, you know, oh, what's going on? Why are you here? Listen to your lungs, listen to your heart, and look how, at your how, eyes. How many of those are there per day? I'm going to call them doctor because I don't know the verb, um, but it's the MD. So the, on a, on a, on a regular basis, it's normally two. But they're doing different shifts. So like one, or they on the same shift? No, all the same shift. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, normally it's two. Lately it's been between two to four okay because we'll say four ma's four providers Mm -hmm. and technically speaking that's kind of still not even enough to keep to to have y'all on track y'all still kind of behind even with that and i mean honestly it's just gonna always be behind because of the size of the facility we i mean we can only do seven seven to nine at a time right so wow that's crazy that's crazy. And then, now I guess, too, thinking about it, you know, I don't think anybody coming to the urgent care or coming to the facility is thinking about the staff in there, which mm-hmm. I can and can't do, how quick I can and can't do something. Right. So a lot of times if you go in there and you're there for two hours, you might think, damn, it's been two hours. But really, you should be thankful for two hours because it could be six, It could eight, be six. You know what That saying? person who just walked in the door, they finna sit here for five. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I, get, I definitely get what you're saying about the etiquette and kind of just gratitude. Like, hey, we could we could, we could just leave right now and then, well, and we, then won't, we, we know nothing. It won't be nothing. Right. It won't be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and I, I would assume, too, like the, the, the providers, I'm going to call them providers because you said three mm-hmm. different names, but they also have to um, talk and make sure that patient is, so like you and said, that, that, that them stories, them two hour story they want to tell you is like that takes right, time. Right. Yes. So if if we have to deal with you first for ten minutes and then the provider has to deal with you for another thirty minutes, mm-hmm. like and don't need an X ray and then we gotta wait for the radiologist to read it 
another yeah. 30 minutes. Like you And you're holding that room up, really. You're holding that that one room up. Yeah. And I think people need to kind of watch this and kind of get a, a idea of where they go to because I think the my kid's mom was telling me the other day, like she went to go get a test and I think that Oh, no, she had a toothache or something like that. And I think the thing with that was, like, I'm in here with all these COVID patients, though. So it's like, what you normally would go to the urgent care for in and out quick, mm-hmm. you really can't even do no more because you risk the the, the, the chance of even catching COVID because mm-hmm. you got all the patients in that got COVID. It's not like one of them things that got the sick side. And The whole no. room is sick. Just the, whole, the whole room sick, yeah. Right. Assume the whole room is sick. And, I mean, the only thing you can do is just wear your mask. How is that for y'all? Like, is it is it scary? Like being, like being around that much COVID during the day, like throughout the day. Um, in the beginning, it was only because of the outcome of COVID at that time. So, if you notice the the difference between COVID now and especially with vaccinated people, is like they just feel like they have like a little sinus infection. Oh, I just got the sinus pressure and the drainage and I just got a sinus infection. But back then with COVID, you got COVID, you was in the hospital fighting for your life, trying to Mm -hmm. breathe, being put (laughs) on the ventilator, like stuff like that. So from then till now, it's kind of, it's not as nerve wracking. Um, if you do catch it, but I mean, it's still nerve wracking because who wants to catch COVID and it's depending the, on what you got. Yeah, you know, the, the big hype right now. Um, I guess I asked you because you you in that feel like uh, a lot of people be asking this question on social media and stuff. Like, does the flu still exist? It does. Okay, got. The flu does still exist. Um, if you know people haven't been watching the news, two things about the flu this year: one, um, the strain is a mismatch to the vaccine. So basically getting the vaccine was kind of a dub because I mean, it really didn't do anything. Um, and hearing about the flu Rona, like people are, they're causing panic about hearing, Oh, it's you like can compound have, word now. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, you can have a uh, flu and COVID at the same time. Yes, you can have flu and COVID at the same time, but it's nothing new. We've been seeing this for months and months for people having like COVID and flu A, COVID and flu B, or sometimes having all three COVID, flu A, and flu B. Mm. Um, sometimes you're just a little little more sick. Your symptoms are a little more severe, but... But all of, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, kind of all that got the same symptoms. All though, of right? it has so the same symptoms. You could be diagnosed with COVID, you could have COVID and the flu. Yeah. Okay, and you just don't know. But, we, I mean, unless you test for it. So, gotcha. because the symptoms are the same, when we do COVID tests, we do flu tests at the same time because okay. you don't know which one it, it possibly is. And that goes back to a time thing, yeah, too. Yeah, that's more time. We don't want to, yeah, we don't, because it takes 15 minutes for both. You don't want to do a COVID test, mm-hmm. wait 15 minutes, and then it's negative. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe it's flu. Let's check so that I'm, out now. Let's check that out now. No, how about we do it at the same time? We'll get both the results back at the same time. So that way we'll know, yes, it's this or that or it's both. Right. Geez, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal <laughs> with. Um, like, I guess this is more like just for you. Like, do you feel like, is this still something like what you wanted to do? Like, and, and I know it has a stressful Ooh. time, but like technically speaking, when you started out wanting to get in the medical field, like what was your main reason? Was it to help people? Was it for the money? Or was it for the position, career? It was... I guess, I guess because of what I wanted to do, my passion was always mental health nursing. So having that touch of psychology with the touch of the medical field, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, working in a prompt care, it's okay. Right yes, now. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody expected COVID to happen. You, you expected yeah, it to be. We, like back then you didn't expect, oh, well, if I get into the medical field, what happens if a pandemic hits? Like, how will I handle that? You don't think about that. You just deal with it as it comes along. But, I mean, it's just what come with it. So. I wonder if it'd been like a big push in medical school. Because, you know, you always hear about everybody in medical school and all this, mm-hmm. that, and third. I wonder if they changing curriculum to kind of get staff in. But I don't know. Like, I just wonder if they doing something like that. But then you can't rush the process. You can't rush, you that. Can't rush the process. Yeah. Not not with that, you can't rush the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I would, I would be interested in, in knowing more about that. But I mean, all in all, like just with with working in urgent care, 
and this, like I said, this is Augusta. Um, this is pretty much like a medical town anyway. Yeah. Um, when you think about the jobs, the, mm-hmm. the teachings you can get, um, the school you can get on medical, and um, just in general. Even when I think when COVID first started, Augusta was in the report for a lot of time for finding a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. have a lot of great findings to mm-hmm. deal with um, the virus and, and what have you. So, I mean, I think I always say like, if you in med- if you you in good hands in Augusta, then you are in most places anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's even more reason to want to be you know appreciative of everybody who doing their job here, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I just wanted to I, I kind of definitely wanted to get that that side of things out like what y'all go through because I think we hear so much about the patients, right? Everything involving COVID, I and mean, I, I do media, so like I've talked to people who had COVID, mm-hmm. who dealt with my who had COVID, like who passed from COVID about the vaccine. It's everything surrounding COVID, but except the people who are helping people. With the COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> on, and, on, and on a daily basis, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. that just COVID is kind of y'all already had enough on y'all because it's health. COVID kind of threw more, and it's yeah. and, it's, and it's, it's like triple the load. Yeah, and like I said, when you know when COVID first hit, um, the way that people were going into the hospitals and the ERs in record numbers, like the hospitals were getting the recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The RNs were getting the recognition. Like title wise, the MDs, the RNs, mm-hmm. the the respiratory therapists, like they were getting the recognition, and nobody really looked at us at prompt cares. Right. Like we weren't recognized for the work that we do and the work that we did back then, and even now, like because COVID, um, the the symptoms, how they're showing itself, it's not sending people to the ER. It's right. not sending people to the hospitals. It's sending people to prompt cares mm-hmm. and things like that to be tested. And nobody's recognizing us. Like nobody's thanking us. We don't see pretty much any extra money from it. Like the money that everybody else was making because of a pandemic being recognized as he- as healthcare heroes, essential um, getting, workers, essential <laughs> workers getting hazard pay and stuff get more like that. Than y'all, so. we, like, right. It don't, it, it don't get any more essential than us at a prompt care swabbing these patients mm-hmm. day in, day out for 12 hours. And we can't even like get a thank you. Like, yeah. or if we do get a thank you, it's kind of just like, Oh, thanks. Thanks for showing up. I know, right? And see you tomorrow. And that's it, right? Thanks for showing up. You're gonna be here tomorrow, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> that is wild. So I, I guess in my finishing stuff, like, so when you, I know you said that y'all see all patients, whatever. When mm-hmm. do the doors actually close, though? So, I'm, and I, I'm only asking that because I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with like how y'all feel attitude, demeanor wise, as far as like just towards the job. Cause y'all say yeah, normal hours are from eight to what? Eight to five, six, seven, eight. We are open from weekdays, eight to seven. That was our normal hours right now because of how things are going. Got we're, COVID hours. Yeah. Our COVID hours were eight to five. Um, and then weekends nine to three. So what happens is, I mean, once we lock those doors, that's it. Okay. That's all I was going to ask. So it's like, yeah, y'all get y'all get everybody's inside the facility. Yeah, yeah so if you come inside four fifty nine, you in there cool, but five five oh four and you locking the doors. You, it. And she put you on that schedule, you good. But yeah, five oh four, them doors locked. That's, that's it. it. That's okay. it to the next day. I mean, you gotta have some kind of cutoff time though, because they don't. Y'all be there all it, night. We will be there, and we still there all night half yeah, the time. Right. I I did wonder, and my, my I don't wanna let me not say I don't. Know. They they probably should look into. Um, having some different shift type thing but then I feel like if you did like 24 hours I would I, I, I would want to work the shift of overnight I wouldn't want to work because nobody mm-hmm. would come in there overnight really <laughs> in my my opinion I don't know Mm-mm. for sure but I do feel like um depending on it location. could be less stressed on y'all but then like you never know y'all come in at 7:45 and all the patients out there I don't like going home until everybody you know settled so mm-hmm. it depends but um like you got any like I guess like final words just on like um your job and what you want like how you want how you want people to kind of treat y'all and I mean like I said the biggest thing is a thank you could go a long way like we spend hours on our feet every single day like trying our best to help everybody whether it's COVID or non-COVID related no no matter what it is if you walk in our building and you're checked in we're gonna see you and we treat you with the utmost respect we ask for the same thing in return I mean we're missing lunch breaks we standing in closets eating real quick like Mm. let me go bite my food and come back because i gotta type this in the computer like right we we deal with a lot 
it's not easy. It's a, a very stressful job, but everybody that I work with, I know that we love our job. We love what we do. We're there to help and we're always going to be there to help, but I'm kindness. Definitely. Um, I would say that if you see, um, whether it's a, anybody that work in the medical field, just I mean, you got to know where they work at. Just see them in scrubs. And I would definitely say, just tell them thank you for whatever you're doing. Because yes. even if they're just doing, they're working hot, but they're doing, they're doing trash. They still they're doing still something there. conducive to it. It's a, oh, it's a machine. They still there. So I would definitely say, say thank you. And I probably, I'm going to start doing that if I see them at work too. Cause I don't, I do it sometimes, but like, just on a daily basis, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause you don't think about it until like me having this conversation just now, like, damn, I do go through a lot. Um, yeah, I do think I do think a thanks go a long way. And I was gonna ask you that too. I always say on camera, I ain't got nothing on me to give you, so I was not gonna like give you something on camera though. But if we get when we get done, if you could like tell me, um, off air, of course, the location where you work at, whatever. Yeah, I would like to. I mean, this one, this is more massive. I can't speak on other entities, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to like at least buy y'all lunch one day or something like that. Oh, it's just I think it's good to get something to come there. Yeah, yeah I ain't gotta leave. Y'all sneak yeah. in the closet, whatever. But at least it's coming to y'all, so y'all you know can do y'all thing, whatever. But when we get done, let me know and I'll. Either give you the money or I'll see how we could oh, do it, well, we whatever. So, it. yeah, I try, you know, I try. <laughs> but um, this was a dope conversation. I told you you would do it. You was very, it was good. Like, you was good. You ain't from the from the beginning to end. You was good the whole time. Oh so. goodness, that's what's up, man. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, appreciate you for stopping by talking, no man. No problem. Um, I do think it's very important. I, I'm thankful for everything y'all do, especially urgent care, because I went, I went, I always go to urgent care. Yeah. And I got insurance. I just, I just be going because I don't feel like going <laughs> to y'all like. <laughs> But I ain't never had no head trauma like that. So if I do, I know I'll go there. But please, it was very informative. I hope that anybody watching, um, the main reason was for us to get information, not so much on COVID, but that was good also, just on how to treat the people you go in to see. Yeah. Um, because they come and treat you. Yeah. So um, that was it, man. Um, I appreciate you stopping by. All right. Uh, more than Master Podcast. We out.